And all the church said, Amen. This morning, we when we talk about uh, staying with the plan, um, we mentioned about Moody Bible Institute. And with Moody Bible uh, Institute, um, there, was a, there was a lot of doctrinal classes that we, uh, you would take. Um, and, and as you go through the various doctrinal uh, classes, when you have the uh, theology, these ologies mean the study of, you know, the doctrine of God, you know, the doctrine of man. Um, uh, well, there's there's one we go won't go over the whole list, but there's there's one we call uh, angelology, or the, uh, when they talk about you're dealing with angels and broken down to two parts: demonology, one part of it when we talk about the demons, and then another part when we talk about angels. And so, um, so I thought that we will do some uh, doctrinal study this morning, but in a different form. And so that's how we're going to uh, go through this route, because I want you to understand and then make some personal comparisons. It's not just teaching a class. I want to still show you how we personally apply this to our lives. Everybody with me so far? Okay, let's bow in prayer. Father, lead and guide us in our time together. Thank you for the saints of God. You have exactly the persons here that you want. And Lord, may our eyes and our ears be open to what you have to say. Thank you for our time together. Help me to clearly communicate it. And then that they will be good hearers and appliers. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Make sure it's on. Okay. So we're ready to go. Uh, ours is this, God's Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, you, you've heard folks going around saying they're Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, that's, that's a group. Uh, but uh, let me show you what God's Jehovah Witnesses are all about. And then you make a comparisons as to which ones. So uh, when we talk about this in our introduction, there's a, a universal flow of spiritual activity that, that's happening uh, around us that we should be, very, be aware of. The sovereignty of God and his attributes are valid by, um, uh, validated by innumerable, innumerable hosts of angels, superior beings who continuously carry out his command. Clarifying our thoughts for this morning, in order for us to stay with the plan, I thought that it would be to our benefit to see the spiritual activity that is taking place behind the scenes in the um, redemptive plan that was initiated by the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world. There is a, you hear me saying over and over again, there's a spiritual realm and there is a physical realm. And understand, if one-third of the heavens was pulled down, I don't, since we don't know how many angels that is, that, that's compared, I mean, if you took all of the human beings on earth, I'm pretty sure you can match an angel to everyone on earth and still have some over. Because they are managing uh, the universe. But see, the thing is, 
I think that a lot of times our not knowing, or this is a hard word like I said, our ignorance of angels, we put them into cute little cubits and all these other things, and we don't understand that these, these individuals are really doing some things that I think that we should be aware of this morning. And so as we uh, go through it, uh, our outline then will be, let us consider the profile and activity uh, of the angelic beings created by God who are the real, the whole minister, who? The real. Okay, all these other folks think they are, but no, they're not. They're going around and they deny the Jesus that they're supposed to be witnessing about, okay? Uh, so they, that disqualified them. They are what? Worshippers. The next thing, they are what? And they are what? I, I thought that instead of me uh, you know, uh, just going over the angels, I thought I'd break it down into three major things. They can go into three or four classes, but I just want to con consolidate it to let you know because I want you to see that as we talk about angels who are, understand that they are worshipers, warriors, and workers, guess what? We should be worshipers, warriors, and you see, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a difference in the spiritual and the physical realm as what we do, but we still work on the same category. Everybody with me? So then let's, let's go through this then. As we look at that, they are worshipers. When we talk about the angelic beings, I cannot imagine. It's almost like um, they're innumerable. We don't have calculators to tell you how many there are. Uh, as far as angelic beings. And, um, uh, and so for us to even contemplate it is, so forget it. If, if you have all of these planets in the universe that they're, some they're still finding out, you see, then they don't know what's in the black hole, okay? <laughs> but God is managing everything. And his, his kingdom, that's why, see, that's why when you are saved, the moment that you save, uh, as I was sharing with the, with the board, you have everlasting life. Listen, not that you will have everlasting life. You what? You have it right now. You have it. You go, you're in the family right now. And the reason that they say kingdom of God instead of, the, instead of kingdom of, of, of Jehovah is because the Jews never used the word Jehovah. They were, they were uh, moving away from it because, therefore, they had to use the kingdom of God. But, uh, but, it's, but it really is the kingdom of Jehovah or Yahweh. And so the kingdom of Yahweh spans the universe. And there are millions of angels. We can't see them. We can't see them. And one-third of them hate your guts. One-third of them have gone against God. One-third of them are, are training their, their energy toward this world in our governmental system and everywhere. So when you see death and murder and vicious things going on, these are the angels working behind the scene. But do not be discouraged. There's still two-thirds on the case, okay? You'll be surprised what the two-thirds are doing to the one-third acting crazy. But meanwhile, God says, no, I don't want you to be dis dis discouraged or anything. I want you to be on target as we go through this thing. So then as we look at this, we look, they are 
continuously worshiping God. Isaiah 6.1, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. The train of his throne, his robe filled the temple. I don't know how long, how large that temple holding all those angels. Above him stood the seraphim, which had six wings. With two, uh, he covered his face, and with two, he covered his feet, and with two, he flew. And one called to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, and the whole earth is full of his glory. I can imagine Isaiah, when he, he said, uh, it's at his moment of discouragement, all of a sudden, God said, let me take you somewhere. And Isaiah now is standing like one speck, and here is the myriads of angels. And, and, and he's trying to describe it. And he says, and I saw the Lord high and lifted up. He says, and I saw his train. See, the train shows how, whenever you see a king with his train, the larger his train means how much power he has. It says, his train filled. I mean, it says, and then it says, and God created angels, seraphims, and their job, the, their job continuously is saying, holy, holy, holy. And they're, not, and they're not going around saying, holy, 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 holy. The magnificence of God's presence, the power of God. When when we, when we get the glory, guess what we're going to start saying? Oh, see, we start these songs. Holy, 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 Lord. You wait till you get the glory. Some folks think that when you get the glory, you know, it's going to be quiet. and oh. Not with these shouting angels. Do you think that when you get the glory, it's going to be something like that? You got your people mixed up, you know. Either they're going to be screaming in hell or shouting in glory. Amen. So you may as well get your mind together. We're part of a new family here. God chose you before the foundation of the world. I'm just talking right now about God's Jehovah Witnesses. And one thing about it is they're worshipers. They're worshipers. And I just praise the Lord for them being worshipers because I think it's important that uh, they are uh, innumerable hosts. Re Revelation 5.11 says, Then I looked and I heard around the throne the living creatures and the elders of the voice of many angels numbering myriads of, of uh, myriads and thousands of thousands. He says, in other words, I'm just trying to throw you numbers. I really don't know the real number. But I'm, just, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get, wrap our little brain around how many. He said, I, I saw them. I saw them. He said, I, I, I saw that going on. It says, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessings. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is them, uh, in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. This is one of God's Jehovah Witnesses. My question is, are you a Jehovah Witness? <laughs> is there praise on your lips? Rejoice in the Lord, what? Always. Why, I'm a Jehovah Witness. So that's what we're saying. Folks come to the boom, boom, boom. So no, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a Jehovah Witness. You are? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I, I've been one for a long time. Do you go to the hall? No, no, I don't go to your hall. It's too small for where we go. He said, but, 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 but I'm, a, I'm a Jehovah Witness. I said, and we, we have some things going on there that uh, I, I don't really have time to talk to you about because you, you totally disagree. You don't like the, the manager of the place in the first place. Well, who's the manager? Jesus. He's the son of God. He's high and lifted up. Okay. And the four living creatures said, amen. And the elders fell down and what? Worship. Worship. They are worshipers. I praise God that they are, they are worshipers. Observation. If our God, our Father, created angels to specifically worship him, and this is the norm in his kingdom, why should we expect less from, he expect less from us? Why? If, and I can imagine, does he understand something? God have assigned ministering angels to us who are saved. You understand that? That means they have experienced the glory, glory, and then come and they have to hang around with you. They have to, quote, go to church with you in your attitude. And I can imagine some angel saying, if it be thy will, dear Lord, <laughs> let this cup pass from me. <laughs> and the Lord said, no, stay with him. <laughs> I'm not finished with him yet. Stay with the plan. They're not done yet. God's awesome. This awesome, get this now, this awesome God who made these awesome angels who's worshiping him takes time out to say personally, I love you. And you mean we don't have time? We need music to pump us up to worship him? I, I, was, I was sharing. Sorry for the rapid trail here. I was sharing with the board. I was looking at um, uh, PBC and uh, this uh, PBC was talking about um, uh, about cold air and about heat. It was talking about the fact that when it comes down to heat, that it's not the cold coming from the inside. It's your inside heat going out of your body. And that the Eskimos have learned that it's not what you put on. It's what you try to keep from going out. You hear what I'm Are you with me so far? So that when you say I'm cold, it's because the heat is going out of your body, not the cold hitting, hitting your body. Therefore, if you are able, if, if the Eskimos can be in 150 degree weather, and then they come and we're talking about, boy, it's cold at 20, they laugh at you. They say, you don't understand the concept. It works from the inside out, not from the outside in. I was, listening, I was listening to the guy talk about it scientifically. Meanwhile, my mind was going both ways. Boom, 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 boom. I said, praise the Lord, God. Thank you for the whole idea of how this thing works. It's not the outside in, but this church don't do anything for me. No, what are you doing for the church? God is saying, I'm trying to work from the inside. I want to start. I want you to, when they walk into the door, we know you are going to be a blessing to us or try, instead of trying to get something from us. Because when you get to glory, God is going to start asking or demanding things from you. And the first thing is worship. He's worthy. 
And don't, don't you think he's worthy to, be, uh, to get all the glory and honor and praise that's due his holy name? He's worthy. He's worthy. Well, the Israelites were uh, commanded and taught that worship and, it, it, and its uh, dynamics was not an option. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your what? I want you to notice something. When they came to worship God, it says, you are to bring an offering and come before him. See that? That's in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it said, no. In the New Testament, I beseech uh, uh, you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present what? Your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your what? Reasonable service. Reasonable service. Then we're thinking it through then. Uh, God's purpose and plan is to have his creation to worship him, and his angels are his witnesses. This is what to be expected. But it takes a sincere heart that is committed to him. Keep it real. The worst state to be in is in a worship environment and not possessing a heart to worship our Lord and Savior. Well, um, boy, time is really going. So let me, let me at least get to they are warriors. What are they? Not only are they worshipers, they'll beat your head. They're some bad dudes. If you did a study of angels and what they did in Scripture, God, didn't need, God did not need a thousand angels to do this and a thousand angels to do this. It took two angels to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah. When you go to Revelation, you'll find one angel hold back the winds on this side and one angel hold back the wind on that side. So do, do it sound like God need a whole lot of angels to, do, do it look like they're pretty powerful? And all of them are not named Michael. It's only one Michael. And he's a sign over Israel. But we, have, we, but we understand now that they are warriors. They are warriors. And when we understand that they are warriors, then one thing that we need to uh, understand then, Second uh, Kings 9.35, and that night, the angel of the Lord, this, did it say a bunch of angels? The angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of Assyrian. And when the people rose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. And the Lord sent an angel to cut down all the mighty warriors and commanders and officers in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with a shame face to his own land. And when he came to the house of his God, some of his own sons struck him down there with the sword. It was the Syrian army that came on um, Hezekiah. And Hezekiah, and he tried to build all of these um, uh, watchtowers and everything else. And then he got all the people together and said, Lord, he said, this Assyrian army, they're like locusts there. This, and they're wiping out nations. And, and, and this, this king uh, of Assyria, he, he came and said, who do you think you are? He said, we've been wiping out nations and we will, we will wipe you out or assimilate you. And what God do you have to deliver you from us? 
it's a silence that God is, at that time when God is just silent, God said, take them out. And God sent one angel, one angel. And in one night, 185,000 Assyrians were dead on the spot. And the king doing all of that boasting, when he got home, his sons killed him. Don't you ever challenge the almighty God. And guess what? You have mighty angels. Guess now what's happening with your salvation. You have a God who is your heavenly father. Who's planned your whole eternity. Jesus Christ who died for you. Who's praying for you before the father. You have the Holy Spirit who is walking along with you for the rest of your life. Then you have an angel assigned to you. You mean to tell me that you are defeated for, excuse me? <laughs> Whose family are you in? What lie have you been listening to? I'm trying to introduce you to God's Jehovah Witnesses. They are worshipers. And they are what? Warriors. They are warriors. And when we think about that whole idea of them being warriors, we want to make sure that we always keep that in, in mind. Acts 12, 23, immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory. And he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. That was King Herod. He stepped out there looking real good. He, he waited to he waited a certain time of, of, of the morning when he stepped out with his certain sort of glow. And I mean, when it, I mean he, he had a time. So when he stood, stood up, they said, whoa. And, they, and, of course, all of them were indebted to him. And so this, as he began to speak, he said, oh, he speaks of a God, as a God. And the Lord said, take him out. And you know what? When angels are warriors, they don't have any conversations with you. Okay? They, they are not here to say, well, the Lord told me to take you out. I'm sorry, but that's not. No, no. You're gone. You're gone. It's, it's over. It's over. Revelation 21, then I saw, get this now, then I saw an angel come, coming down from heaven, this is in the future, holding in his hand the key of the bottomless pit and with a great change, watch this, and he seized the dragon, who's he? That ancient serpent, who's he? Is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. How many angels? The Satan who's doing all of this mess, God says, I want one of you angels to go grab him, take a chain, bound him up, and wrap him up for 1,000 years and throw him in the bottom of this pit. Okay, Satan, you that tough. You're trying to go against God, and God says, I'm going to just, he has myriads of angels. I'm, I have, you know how bad my warriors are. I'm going to just send one of them to you. And he says to the one, yes, Lord, go down, wrap him up, do them down until I'm ready for them. And this angel goes down. There's no words between the angel and Satan. There's no wrestling. This angel comes down, grabs him, bounds him with this chain. I don't know what type of chain it is. It's not from Ace Hardware, okay? But he bounds him with the chain and throws him into the bottom of this pit. Boom! And, uh, and there's nothing Satan can do. And you mean he's the one who's making you sin against God? 
He's the one that's shaking up nations. He's the one who's discouraging you. God's warriors, God's warriors, God will tell you, I got a warrior that's going to take care of him. So don't be worried about that. Don't be worried about that. So observation, we are called to be warriors, but it's not with physical weapons, but the spiritual equipment that God has given us. Never let Satan tempt you to operate outside of your source of strength. Your strength be strong in the what? Lord. And in the power of what? His might. His might. I think that's very important. You've been very patient. Um, finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that we may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. No, it's a spiritual warfare, but against rulers and against authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the, in the heavenly uh, places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to do what? Stand in the evil day. And having done all, what are you supposed to do? Stand firm. And guess what? Stand there, having fastened on your belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as uh, the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness of giving by the gospel of peace. And in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which he can extinguish all flame dots of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It goes on to say this. It says, praying always at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplications to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints. Observation. Sincere, since we are saved to worship and equipped to be victorious warriors, failure is never an option. Worship. War. That's what we're called to be. You got it so far? Worship warriors. This brief, brief snapshot of angels. They're worshiping God. They're hallelujah at one time. Then they're coming to you at another. They're warriors. Well, you've been very patient. So let me just kind of take you through this. They are workers. What are they? Workers. And when I, when I think about the workers, um, there are a number of the words that you can use for the word workers, but they are workers. And what I mean by the whole idea of workers, then I, I think that it's important. They are messengers. And each one of us are messengers to Abraham and Sarah, to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds in the field. They are ministering spirits to, uh, Jesus, uh, to Jesus after his being tempted in the wilderness. When he was tempted by Satan, after those 40 days in the wilderness, it says, after it was over, then what happened was an angel came and ministered to him. We have also a gift of ministry. Worship, war, ministry, just like the angels. Oh, they're messengers, so are we. Messengers. You see, there's one thing about it. The angels can tell you about who God is, but there's one thing that the angels cannot do. Tell you what God has done in their lives. That really makes you a Jehovah Witness. 
and you're still a worshiper, a warrior, and a messenger. That's the whole of you. And God is saying, don't you know what this is all about? It's not about you getting a better home and, and all this. You're in a war zone. Excuse me? It's, it's about getting ready for glory. Get ready for you're going to be hanging out with some of the elites throughout all eternity. Prepare for it. Dress for it. And he was in the wilderness 40 days and being tempted by Satan. He was, was with the wild animals and the angels and the angels were ministering to him, to Jesus in the garden and saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this, this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. Boy, uh, I mean, there's, there's I, I forgot how many references to angels, but they were saying that there are more references to angels than when you hear the word sin. To everyone who have been chosen before the foundation of the world, you have the angels. They are not, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are, who to inherit eternal salvation. It is not for the unsaved folks, only for the saved, only for the righteous. The moment that you are saved, God assigns an angel to you. He says, follow, you know, follow hope, you know. Uh, make sure you, you uh, follow Renee. Stay with her. That's your job. She'll, and guess what? They are secret agents. They don't pop. You don't see them. You know, they don't see them. Uh, see their face and everything. That's probably scary anyway. They stay in the background. Every now and then, people see angels. Every now and then. But as a whole, they're secret agents, and their job is to be with you. Wow, so you got the Holy Spirit who's, who's giving you guidance. And when you can't get a prayer through, the Holy Spirit takes that. You have angels walking you through your everyday experience. I don't know where you come to things that, that you say, I don't know how I got out of that one. Boy, I could have got really hurt. I was driving, and really I fell asleep driving on 94 coming home from a men's conference. Um. And I mean, I was my eyes were open and everything else, but I realized I wasn't really driving. It was almost like, and I said, "Whoa!" And um, and I said, "Thank you, Lord." And this, uh, and it didn't leave any whelps on my face or anything else. It just, I just knew that it was God with me. I don't know whether you have experienced things like that, but God got your back. Because he's getting your home. He's getting your home. I want you to, so you don't need to be discouraged. You don't need to be bent out of shape. You don't need to be any of those things because God had your back. Let us not forget that we are all called to be uh, servant ministers. And for that to happen, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always doing what? Abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord, your, your labor is not in vain. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, what? Richly. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to the Lord. And so we wrap it up. This, this one last thing then. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
giving thanks to God our Father through him. And so angels are God's witnesses and so are we. We are created to be sincere worshipers, strong warriors, sensitive servants. Before we close in prayer, let me go back again and let me go back over this again. And I want us to repeat that to me. What are the three things we're supposed to be? Number one, what type of worshipers? The next, and next, God is looking for us to be just that. My question to you, with the, with the privilege that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, if all of this that we can't see is going on around us, don't you think that there's some things we should be doing right now to stay in step? Because the Lord is coming very soon. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for the saints. Thank you for their patience as we walk them through angelology and just a snippet of what's going on in, in the world, spirit world. There's Michael and Gabriel and all the activities going on and opening jails and I'm just, just doing, uh, doing so many things, uh, Lord, just, just being there and making sure things are on target. Yet, Lord, while they're doing that, he said he tells us, go ye into all the world and make disciples. And so the angels are, are active. We have a job to be active. And, Lord, your plan is working out where you will get the glory and the honor. It's my prayer that we are not distracted by everyday challenges, that we're so tired that we don't have time for you. You're doing, you're doing all of that for us. Lord, you are a good God. You have been precious. You are precious. And one day we're going to see you face to face. Help us to be diligent. Thank you for those who are here. You have exactly those you want right here this morning. And it's my prayer that you speak to their hearts. That we'll be found being faithful, loving, sensitive. Because, Lord, we stayed with the plan. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen.